Hi there. Good morning. Republicans making it official, escalating their investigation of the president. Setting up a major election year showdown for the White House. Good morning. It's December 14th. This is Today. Battle lines drawn. The resolution is adopted. House Republicans formally authorized their impeachment inquiry into President Biden. I think that sent a message loud and clear to the White House. The focus, did the president benefit from his son Hunter's business dealings? Democrats blasting the move as a baseless stunt. The Republicans are doing this for political retribution at Donald Trump's direction. This morning, what happens next and what it all means for the president and the race for the White House. Nothing will stop us. Defiance from Israel's prime minister overnight, despite growing calls for a ceasefire. While in Washington, a new plea from the families of American hostages. They are sons, they are grandparents, they are mothers. Their message during a face-to-face -face meeting at the White House. Banner day. Stocks soared to record highs after big news in the battle against inflation. Cuts to interest rates expected in the new year. Just ahead, what that could mean for your budget and your bills. On the move, a major storm set to impact the weekend plans of millions of holiday shoppers and travelers up and down the East Coast. Al's got the full forecast. Those stories plus change of heart. Oprah Winfrey reveals she is using weight loss medication after once calling it an easy way out. Her aha moment and the takeaways for anyone looking to shed a few pounds. And unforgettable. It's time for a Today Block Party! From big events and blockbuster concerts on the plaza to superstars in Studio 1A. Sit down, you animal. <laughs> and adventures all around the world. This is the greatest assignment I have ever been given. A look back at all the fun we had this year. Today, Thursday, December 14th, 2023. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Kotb. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Good morning. Good to see you. Welcome to today on this Thursday morning. Glad you're with us. We love this day for a lot of reasons. We don't do. We? But we love the year <laughs> ender. Yeah. It's already started where we're like, did that happen <laughs> this year? Or sometimes it <laughs> yeah. just did that happen <laughs> at all? Exactly. We're going to look back with a lot of fondness at the yeah. year that was a little later in the yeah. show. Mm -hmm. We're also going to look ahead to the weekend, a major storm on the move in the final countdown to Christmas. Al is standing by with your forecast details. But first, let's move to our top story. That vote by Congress to launch an official impeachment inquiry into President Biden. It fell strictly along party lines. All 220 Republicans voting yes, all 212 Democrats voting no. The focus of it all, accusations that the president profited during his time as vice president from the business dealings of his son, Hunter, something the White House and Hunter Biden have strongly denied. The vote came on the same day that Hunter Biden defied a subpoena to speak with lawmakers at a closed-door hearing. NBC senior Capitol Hill correspondent Garrett Haig joins us now with details. Hey, Garrett, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. House Republicans managed to launch this effort with every Republican member voting in favor. Now this impeachment inquiry adds some new muscle to an investigation that's already been underway for more than a year, but has failed so far to connect President Biden to any wrongdoing. The yeas are 221 and the nays are 212. The resolution is adopted. Republicans' months-long investigation into President Biden is now backed by a vote to launch a formal impeachment inquiry. The House voting along party lines late Wednesday to press on with an investigation of the president and his family's business dealings. 
Republicans arguing the move will allow them to enforce subpoenas in court as they search for evidence. We have a simple question that I think an overwhelming majority of Americans have. What did the Bidens do to receive the tens of millions of dollars from our enemies around the world? The Republican probe focuses on the president's son Hunter's business dealings abroad, accusing the younger Biden of profiting off the family name while Joe Biden was vice president. But so far, they've been unable to publicly demonstrate any concrete evidence that directly connects President Biden to any wrongdoing. The Republicans are doing this for political retribution at Donald Trump's direction. President Biden accusing House Republicans of a, quote, baseless political stunt, writing in part, instead of doing anything to help make Americans' lives better, they're focused on attacking me with lies. Earlier Wednesday, a defiant Hunter Biden, who's also the focus of a special counsel investigation and faces federal criminal gun and tax charges, appearing just outside the Capitol. For six years, I have been the target of the unrelenting Trump attack machine shouting, Where's Hunter? Well, here's my answer. I am here. The president's son defying a subpoena to appear before two House committees for a closed-door deposition, instead offering to give his testimony at a public hearing. In the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. There's no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. Republicans are now seizing on that very last line there from Hunter Biden, the idea that Joe Biden wasn't financially involved in his businesses, speculating that perhaps he was somehow involved in other ways. That will likely be a focus of their deposition of Hunter Biden if one ever happens. All right, Garrett. So now what? What happens next in this impeachment inquiry? Well, Republicans say they're going to move to hold Hunter Biden in contempt of Congress as they continue to try to compel his testimony behind closed doors. But that's a process that could take weeks or even months and would ultimately involve the Department of Justice if it reaches the level of a criminal contempt case. Meantime, the committee hopes to speak to President Biden's brother, and it continues to seek business records and records from the Biden vice presidency to support what so far remain those unproven theories of the Republican case here, Hoda. All right, Garrett Hagford there at the Capitol. Garrett, thank you. While that drama swirled around the president on Capitol Hill, he was at the White House meeting with families of Americans still being held in Gaza. While in Gaza, Israeli forces press on with their attacks against Hamas. NBC's chief foreign correspondent Richard Engel joins us from the region again with the very latest. Richard, good morning to you. Good morning, Savannah. National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is in Israel today meeting with Prime Minister Netanyahu and his war cabinet. On the agenda is Israel's timetable for the war. The Israeli government says it will not stop its war to overthrow Hamas in Gaza, despite growing condemnations about its cost to Palestinian civilians. After President Biden's rebuke of what he called Israel's indiscriminate bombing in Gaza, and an overwhelming U.N. vote calling for a ceasefire. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu telling Israeli troops, in the face of international pressure, nothing will stop us. Yesterday, President Biden met with the families of eight American hostages in Gaza, among the 240 kidnapped by Hamas on October 7th. Hirsch Goldberg Pollen was kidnapped from a music festival. His arm was blown off during his capture. His parents, John and Rachel, attended the meeting with President Biden remotely. I spoke to them this morning at their home in Jerusalem. Did you hear anything 
encouraging. They're working relentlessly. That's a word that was mentioned many times in the meeting. Now we just need the results, but the effort is there. Accounts from hostages who've been freed by Hamas have made Hirsch's parents even more worried. They talked about torture. They talked about starvation. They talked about being cold. And that, of course, got everybody much more into despair and frantic about time. In Gaza, heavy rains combined with a shattered infrastructure have led to floods. This is how a pregnant woman had to be evacuated. First responders chest deep in water and explosions nearby. Tent cities in Gaza near the Egyptian border are overcrowded and people say they can only focus on hunger, thirst, fear and anger. We say that it would be better to die and not live such a life, she says. Hamas shows no signs of giving up. Neither does Israel. As Gaza becomes an increasingly impossible place to live for Palestinians and an abysmal one to be held hostage by Hamas. President Biden has been pushing for a resumption of the peace process, culminating in a two-state solution, Israel and a Palestinian state. But today, Israel's ambassador to the United Kingdom said that when this war is over, Israel would not accept a two-state solution. And she isn't the only Israeli official saying that. Savannah. Richard Engel in Jerusalem for us. Richard, thank you. Let's move now to a breaking story just this morning. Russian President Vladimir Putin speaking out in a very rare news conference. NBC's chief international correspondent, Kier Simmons, is in Moscow for us. Kier, good morning. Hoda, good morning to you. President Putin has been speaking now for three hours. I just uh, stepped out of the room. The fact that he has invited major news organizations like NBC News might suggest an attempt to reach out. But Hoda, he sounds as uncompromising as ever, saying there are more than 600,000 Russian troops on the front lines in Ukraine. This morning, President Putin presiding over an end-of-year question-and-answer session, his first since his full-scale invasion of Ukraine 22 months ago, vowing to fight on. The peace will come when we reach our goals that you have mentioned, and coming back to the goals, they remain unchanged. And so we have other, other, other opportunities either to come to terms or to, to have our way compellingly. An embattled President Zelensky in Europe for talks over money and support after meeting President Biden earlier this week and failing to persuade Congress to approve billions more for Ukraine. NBC News invited to Putin's rare news conference, Russia's autocrat looking to turn a page despite the continued war in Ukraine and opposition leaders and journalists in Russian jails. This morning, a Russian court extending the pre-trial detention for American reporter Evan Gershkovich to January the 30th. He was arrested last March on allegations of espionage, which he denies. Putin still keeping his stance with the West. We see the fundamental conditions to establish full-fledged relations with them. So far, we see none. The US says it believes Russia still aims to overwhelm Ukraine. Back home next year, Putin will stand for election after 23 years in power. Veteran politician Boris Nadishtin plans to stand against him. He opposed Russia's so-called special military operation and openly says it's time to move on. It's dead end. Dead end. 
Ukraine's frozen conflict feels far from Moscow's snow-covered streets, where Russians are in holiday mood, its wartime economy growing despite sanctions. Russian versions of stores have replaced Western brands. Reebok is now Sneakerbox, Starbucks, Stars Coffee, Timberland now Bootswood. Many people now concerned more about life back home than on the front line, while Putin appears undaunted. And Hodor, a New York Times reporter just asked President Putin about the jailed Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich, asking whether it is true that there was an offer of a deal that Moscow refused. President Putin saying, we have not refused it. We want to have a deal, but it should be satisfying for both parties. Hoda. All right. Keir Simmons forced there in Russia. Keir, thank you. The U.S. Supreme Court is re-entering the abortion debate. It agreed yesterday to review a lower court ruling that would significantly restrict access to mifepristone, a drug used in medication abortions. Demand for the pills has grown as states have imposed abortion bans or restrictions after the reversal of Roe v. Wade in 2022. The Supreme Court will hear a case in the spring that could block mail order access to mifepristone and impose restrictions on its use even in states where abortion remains legal. All right, Craig joins the table now, 713. Hey, Craig, morning. Hold us, Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. Wall Street entering the day on a high note after stocks surged to some new record highs yesterday. The Dow soaring more than 500 points. The S&P and NASDAQ hitting their best level since January of 2022 after the Federal Reserve held that key interest rate steady For the third straight time, and they also signal cuts will be coming in the new year. NBC's senior business correspondent Christine Romans joins us. You called it this time roughly yesterday. You sat there. You you predicted that the Federal Reserve would keep the interest rates where they were, which they did. Markets responded positively. Uh, Futures are up this morning. What do you make of of, of what we saw yesterday, the gains and more? Well, look, you can look at your 401k today. You know, a lot of us have been looking through, you know, our hands the last couple of years. Last year was a terrible year in the stock market. This year is pretty good. And I think the Fed did exactly as we expected. So why would that be good news? Because the Fed indicating that there will be cuts coming, that they are done with this rate hiking cycle. And the Fed chief, while he didn't declare victory over inflation, you know, he said it's too early to say they've fixed the inflation problem. But he really laid out a lot of progress on inflation and on the economy overall. You know, he talked about the, the economy is still very strong, but moderating. That's what you want to see. The job market, low unemployment still. So all those interest rates hikes have not hurt the job market overall. So he really laid out an optimistic Goldilocks picture, not too hot, not too cold, just right in the economy. But even hinting that there could be rate cuts is sort of, let me tell you, I think inflation is fixed without telling you that I think inflation Mm -hmm. is fixed. Exactly. I mean, he wasn't wearing a bomber jacket on the, you know, on on, on, on Mission Accomplice. He wasn't because he's got to really He's got to tell America, look, if this if this rears its ugly head again, we can we can manage it. We can manage inflation. But they are definitely looking toward rate cuts this year. And when you look at their forecast, three rate cuts this year. So what does that mean for all of us? Well, for Wall Street and for Main Street, it means borrowing costs will start to decline Mm. next year. And that is certainly a good news if you're trying to buy a house, if you're trying, you know, credit card interest rates are record highs. You've heard me. I'm so concerned about that. Uh, Credit card debt is very expensive to finance. All kinds of financing of debt hopefully will get a little bit cheaper next year. You seem to be very good at predicting things. So why don't you you predict what's going to happen in the new year? How do you see things shaking out? Uh, We will all be one year older (laughs) with great confidence. I can tell you that. Look, if I could predict what's going to happen, I would have an island in the Caribbean. So, 
uh, I won't. But I think that they've weathered this storm better than anybody expected. Mm. And remember, at the beginning of last year, it was, will there be a recession? Yeah. When will there be mm-hmm. a recession? Yeah. They just That was completely off, right? So this economy is still very unusual coming out of the years post-COVID. So I think it'll be exciting. Okay. It's going to be exciting in we'll 2024. You're going to be right on that. For sure. <laughs> Thank you, Christine. You're welcome. Meanwhile, Al is watching a storm. It could impact the weekend, some travel. What's got going on? I think I could use some help from Christine. She's so good at forecasting. <laughs> <laughs> Come on over here. Help us out on the big board. Uh, we are looking at this uh, area of heavy showers and thunderstorms through the plains, back behind it snow. But all eyes are down on the Gulf Coast. And our friends down in southern Florida, uh, along the eastern coast of Florida to Key West. We've got flood watches developing and we are going to see this just get worse as the weekend rolls on. This new storm is going to gain strength in the Gulf of Mexico. It's tapping into a lot of tropical moisture. It's going to bring heavy rain into much of Florida by Saturday. These are going to be strong winds. They're going to lash the Sunshine State. Rainfall rates, flooding possible. And also as this caveat, we've got a, this is the, uh, the American model. The European model brings it a little further to the west and if that happens, it's going to be even worse along the eastern seaboard because it'll have a lot more moisture tapping in. But in the meantime, Sunday, a strong storm is going to move slowly northward. Heavy rain into the mid-Atlantic and the northeast. Sunday into Monday, this thing just continues to move up, bringing a lot of heavy rain, a lot of wind. Cold air will change that rain over to a mixed bag of precipitation as you get into the interior sections of the northeast and parts of New England. We're looking at the heavy rain, some areas six inches or more Saturday into Sunday for much of Florida. And then as you go up the eastern seaboard, as we move into Monday, we're looking for anywhere from two to three inches of rain into New York and beyond. So we're going to be watching this really closely. Coming up in the next half hour, the chances of a white Christmas. Oh! Not looking great. Oh, that's... Oh, that was... <laughs> that's, it's I don't a, like how you hey, uh, Christmas buzzkill! <laughs> We're hanging on your every word, Al. Yeah, we are, Al. Guys, yeah. Wow. Coming up, he's wearing green like the Grinch. Oprah Winfrey <laughs> opening up about her dramatic weight loss, revealing for the first time she is using a weight loss drug. Emily Aketa on the story this morning. Hi, Emily. Uh, good morning. Well, we'll explain what Oprah Winfrey calls her aha moment that shifted her perspective on weight loss drugs and how it's impacting her health routine. Plus, what she's saying just ahead of her 70th birthday. Hoda? All right. Thank you, Em. Plus, we got some good news if you've put off your holiday shopping. Actually, new deals being rolled out right now, less than two weeks till Christmas. How to map out your strategy, what works for you and your budget and your timeline. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Our beautiful trees shining bright, 50,000 glowing lights. That'll do it. Just 11 short days to go until to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Going to be a gift card Christmas for Craig uh, and You know oh. it. Haven't bought gift one yet. <laughs> uh, first up this half hour, folks, a, a bit of a surprising admission from Oprah Winfrey. Yeah, she, op- she opened up exclusively to People Magazine about her recent weight loss with a message to anybody struggling with body image and issues and shame. NBC's Emily Aketa is here with more. Hey, Em, good morning. Guys, good morning. Well, for decades, we know Oprah says she's blamed her willpower for weight loss struggles. But the media mogul says she's had a change of heart that shifted her view on weight loss drugs, now calling them a gift and relief. This morning, Oprah looking fit and fabulous on the cover of People and sharing a head-turning revelation. The superstar admitting she uses a weight loss medication as part of her health routine, telling people, I now use it as I feel I need it, as a tool to manage not yo-yoing. Oprah talked to us about her journey that has really spanned decades and how she has been blamed and shamed about her weight. Oprah saying the fact there's a medically approved prescription for managing weight and staying healthier in my lifetime feels like relief, like redemption, like a gift. I'm absolutely done with shaming from other people and particularly myself. While not naming the specific drug she takes, Oprah opening up about the pain she's endured in her weight loss struggles. It was public sport to make fun of me for 25 years. She says her change of heart about weight loss drugs came this summer when she hosted a special about slimming down and made these comments. When I first started hearing about the weight loss drugs, I felt I've got to do this on my own because if I take the drug, that's the easy way out. The star now telling people, I had the biggest aha. I realized I'd been blaming myself all these years for being overweight, and I have a predisposition that no amount of willpower is going to control. Obesity is a disease. Public reaction to her change in attitude about weight loss drugs has been mixed. And I'm happy to see that Oprah Winfrey has joined the bandwagon. She said it was the easy way out early on, making other people question. For years, Oprah has been the face of Weight Watchers and is a part owner of the company. She says now using a weight loss drug is only one part of her regimen that includes counting points, regular exercise, eating her last meal at four o'clock and drinking a gallon of water a day. Health top of mind for the media mogul ahead of her 70th birthday next month. And just yesterday, Oprah received a big honor when a new painting of her was unveiled at the Smithsonian National Portrait Gallery. She says she'll continue to lead a life driven by gratitude and starts and ends every day with thank you. That new issue of People is out on newsstands tomorrow, guys. All right, Emily, thank you so much. Well, let's turn to Dr. Roshni Raj, Associate Professor of Medicine at NYU Langone Health. Dr. Raj, good morning. So what do you think of what Oprah said and how she's using these drugs? You know, I, I think it's a great thing that she's come out and admitted this because we know we've watched Oprah struggle with weight for decades, right? It's been very much in the public eye. She has said that she's felt a lot of shame associated with this. And what she's saying now, which I think is wonderful, is she has realized obesity is a biological condition. And that means sometimes it does require medication to really handle it. You know, she said she thought it was a matter of willpower. And we think about what Oprah has accomplished in her life. We know she's not lacking in willpower. She's also not lacking in resources with nutritionists, I'm sure, and trainers. But sometimes some people 
people do need biologically that extra help. And you know, there's so many studies showing that people with obesity in their brains, the food addiction centers are working differently. Their gut microbiomes make them you know, hold on to calories more. They're people that are just more predisposed to become obese. And there are many other medical conditions associated with that. So I think it's great that you're sort of lifting the, the mm-hmm. shame off of this medical condition and you know, taking the drugs out of it. The fact that she's saying this is a condition that you should get treated and not feel guilty about. She was looking really good before she started taking those drugs. I mean, she was looking slimmer, but these drugs come, there there are things that come along with it. If you stop taking the drug, does the weight um, automatically come back on? It does, absolutely. And now there are studies coming out all the time now showing that that's the case, that these are really maintenance drugs. The other thing Oprah made very clear is this is part of a holistic yeah. approach to healthy living. So she's still exercising regularly. Yep. She's still very committed to healthy eating as well. And I think everyone should realize the studies that are done that show promising results from these medications are done in people who are eating healthily and you know exercising and as also, well. She just changed her mind. Like, yeah. so what? I mean, yeah. people are yeah. like, oh, yeah. you told us yesterday, yeah. but to me, it's like, like I oh, I thought about yeah. it right. Dr. Roche, exactly. I mean, as, as someone who has prescribed these drugs, mm-hmm. who prescribes yeah. these drugs, there are a number of, of them on the market now. There's been some research conducted that it suppresses the, the, the craving for drinking, that it can help you curb gambling, that it's, it, yeah. I mean, if to a lot of folks, these drugs sound almost too good to be true. Are yeah. you at all concerned that five, 10 years from now, we're going to look back on this and we're all going to think, wow, we were... We were, we were wrong. Well, you know, with any relatively new medication, there is a concern about what are the long, long-term effects. Sure. And many of these drugs have been used in diabetes, so we have some data, which is good. But yeah, you're always, with any medication, weighing the risks and the benefits. Because we know there are so many complications, medical complications of obesity, we do want to make sure we're giving something, some sort of treatment. And even if there are some potential unknowns, in many cases, it's worth it. But it's a very individual case. I don't want people to base their medical decisions on what Oprah or any celebrity is doing. You have to have a conversation with your doctor about your particular case, your particular journey with weight loss and whether it's appropriate for you. Makes sense. Dr. Raj, thank you so much. Just ahead, NBA star Draymond Green suspended indefinitely for that right there. That wild swing inside the uncertain future that the Warrior star now faces before he gets back on the court. But first, calling all procrastinators, Brian Chung's here to help you with your last-minute holiday shopping. Hey, Brian. Hey, good morning. If you're one of those last-minute shoppers that didn't capitalize on the Black Friday or Cyber Monday deals, we've got some good news for you. You can still score some pretty good discounts. We'll tell you where on the other side of the break. Uh, it's so good, right? Ralphie's quest for that perfect present in a Christmas story. Wow. And if you're still searching and time seems to be running out, there's actually some hope for last-minute scramblers. Yes, procrastinators will be rewarded. NBC's business correspondent Brian Chung joins us with more. It's some good news. <laughs> yes, yeah, some good news. And poor Ralphie, by the way. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's hard to watch. But good morning. Christmas is less than two weeks away. But for procrastinators on a mad dash to the shopping line, some good news. There are still deals to be had. With 11 days until Christmas, Americans are trying to find out if those last-minute deals are naughty or nice. So overwhelmed by all these sales, I swear they've been going on for days, and it's like each company is trying to outdo the other company. In the final days of the holiday shopping rush, retailers are pushing sales to reel-in shoppers. The same stress of mall crowds likely crushing your inboxes too. The holiday season has somehow reactivated email lists that you absolutely unsubscribe to. After Black Friday, stores are still trying to woo consumers with further discounts. 
So how do you wade through the sales? Good news for those last-minute shoppers looking for presents for the kids. Prices are dropping for toys and for some other popular items. The best deals will be in electronics, appliances, and toys. We'll continue to see prices drop in each of those categories. Some electronics are even more discounted than on Black Friday. The season has also brought steep sales for clothing and furniture. But how about what to skip? But if you're looking for some warmer bedding for the winter, wait until January when retailers tend to have deals on linens, according to NerdWallet. Look for outdoor yard equipment in the spring and fall. And you may find even bigger sales the weekend before Christmas. But for toys, a word of caution. Patients could get you a deeper deal in the final days of the season, but waiting too long could risk empty shelves. Oh, excuse me. Yes? I'm trying to find a German doll. Me too, me too. Do you have any more in the back? <laughs> for those not racing against turbo time, a bit more calm, even with shopping left to do in mid-December. You didn't, like, miss out all that I much. I didn't miss out. Um, there's still a lot of sales going on. That's what I like to hear. We didn't miss out, <laughs> B. So, I mean, here's the thing. What if, what if you buy something and then you see it pop up on sale? Is there anything you can do when that happens yeah. or no? And by the way, that is becoming quite common. When you think about the Black Friday sales, some of those discounts are actually better after the fact. So there are a lot of policies and a number of stores where you can get a price adjustment. So if you bought it at a store, you see the price go down at that store later on, you can bring it back and you can get a price adjustment. It's going to depend on what time you bought it. Uh, when you look at, for example, Best Buy and Target, they have more lenient policies for how long you can get that price adjustment. It can be as late as December 30th. Uh, Macy's and Costco, a little less lenient. It's going to have to be within 10 to 30 days, but you can bring it back if you see the price get better, even after maybe some of those deep discounts. But you also have to track the price. You have to track the price. Yeah. And there are things like Camelizer and Honey that you can have online to make sure you track those prices. All right, Brian, thank you so much. Mr. Roker, how about to check the forecast? All right, we're doing a little white Christmas dreaming, okay? So the typical chance of a white Christmas, upper Midwest, the Adirondacks, northern New England, about 75% or better. You even have a 90% chance in northern Minnesota, 75% chance in the Dakotas. And the most white Christmases, the Rockies, the Wasash, the Cascades, the, the Sierra Mountain Ranges, you've got a 75 to 50%, but generally about 75% better than average. However, the Christmas outlook, 20, December 21st to the 20th, 27th. These are the above average temperatures expected for 47 of the lower 48 states. It is going to be very, very warm. And so because of climate change, unfortunately, the American model, oh, little snowman, not feeling very good. Uh, it is not looking very good for a white Christmas. Anyway, so not a lot of great, but you know what? It's in your heart. That's what you do. <laughs> you just imagine that white Christmas. All righty. And that's your latest weather. Thank you, Al. Still ahead, guys, we're going to catch up with one of our favorites, Erin French from the wildly popular Lost Kitchen, sharing her best holiday hosting tip. Plus, a year of laughs and love and big stars, blockbuster concerts. We had it all. We can't wait to look back at 2023. What was it?